This is Blue Wire. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Jabboard Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Reed. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL. That's at J-R-E-I-D-NFL. You can find my work on CoverOne.net. Also, ClimbingThePocket.com. And on today's episode, I wanted to continue my look at the 2020 draft class. And I actually wanted to bring a player on to get a firsthand perspective of just exactly what he went through last year. And the player that I brought on was Florida State cornerback Levante Taylor. Some of the things that we discussed were his playing days growing up in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and his total story of how he got to the point that he is at today. And some topics that we further expanded on was him being a five-star prospect out of Ocean Lakes High School in Ocean Lakes, Virginia, attending Florida State that he called DBU or Defensive Back University, and following in the shoes of some of these seminal greats like Charlie Ward, Deion Sanders, Jalen Ramsey, and even Derwin James. And we also touched briefly on his 2019 expectations going forward. So without further ado, here is my interview with Florida State defensive back Levante Taylor. I'm pleasure now to be joined by Florida State defensive back Levante Taylor. And this is a special guest to me with me being a Florida State fan. So this is a big moment for me, too. One of my favorite players on the Seminoles. So it's a pleasure to welcome him on the Drive podcast. Levante, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, man. You know, this is this is a big moment for me. You know, I, I got a lot of faith in you guys this year. Even though y'all yeah. y'all let me down a little bit last year, I, I ain't gonna sugarcoat it. Yeah. I'm still a little upset about yeah. that, but I know you're gonna bounce back this year. And I, ha- I have a lot of questions that I want to get into you about this year because okay. I'm a big I'm a big fan of yours and I love your film. And I know it's gonna yeah, be sir. big things. It's gonna be big things happening from not only you, but the team as a whole. So I want to rewind a little bit. How did you get okay. into football when you were little? Um, I got into football uh, because of my mother. Um, she was going on way to uh, pay for rent. And they uh, showed up as football sign-ups. Um, and she asked me, she asked me, do I want to play? And, you know, I told her yes. And then ever since then, I just fell in love with the game of football. I, I, I wasn't always a defensive player. I started off playing offense. And then I switched to defense, mainly my sophomore year in high school. Okay. Now, what was the name of your Little League team when you played? Yeah, it, uh, it was uh, Green Run Stallions, my first okay. team that I, I played for. Okay. Now, what position did you say you played? I played, at first I started off as a running back. They just gave me, like, pitches and sweets just, and just get, get the ball and just run, uh, you know. So, they started off all the way up. So, <laughs> yeah. But did you score? <laughs> yeah, man. You know I took it. I always just take it to the house, man. <laughs> that's, the, that's what I needed to know. So, so I want to go a little bit forward from that. So, you attended Ocean Lakes High School in Virginia Beach. Yep. You were an outstanding player there, and I believe it was your junior year. Y'all won the state championship when y'all went 15-0, and 0, correct? Correct. So just take me through that season. I know it was a magical season for you guys, but just recap what exactly you went through yeah. and just the feeling you had when you raised that championship banner. Okay, so um, when, I, when I first uh, started, I grew up in um, south north of uh, Chesapeake, Virginia, um, and I was going to uh, go to Oscar Smith High School. They had a, a great program there, but um, you know, I had some things going on at home. Uh, so I ended up with my with my mother in Virginia Beach, um, and that landed me to Ocean Lakes and Virginia Beach, Virginia High School. Um, you know, uh, it's my soft and yeah, so it's my sophomore year. That's when I started uh, playing high school football. That's when I transferred to Ocean Lakes, um, and I was just trying to f- figure out what position I wanted to play. But that that summer, going into that sophomore year, 
I was doing DB drills with a lot of DBs around uh, around the country and just, you know, traveling, doing little camps and DBs. So when I had thought to it, I just said, you know what, I'm going to just try to play defensive back in Ocean Lakes. That's what I did. I played cornerback and slot receiver and running back. Um, and just being new to to that school in Virginia Beach, you know, I earned a lot of respect to those guys because I actually transferred to Ocean Lakes my freshman year, but I, I didn't have eligibility to play because I transferred during the season of uh, the high school game. So all I could do was practice, and then I earned my respect through the practices. And then for that, basically that upcoming following season, my sophomore year, that's when everything blew up for me. You know, I just made a lot of plays, flashy plays from corner and just, Taking uh, punt returns and kick returns to the house. Um, every every game that year, you know, it was like a lot of blowouts. So I, I, we, we was we really wasn't even playing the whole game. You know, we were done like at the half or third quarter. Um, but you know that that state championship game was 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 so remarkable to me. We played uh, at our UVA uh, home game field against um, I want to say Centerville, something like that. But you know, it was, it was a, a great game. We had the game when the touchdown in overtime. I took a pump return to the house, and you know, I just had a good day on defense, just locking up, coming up, making big boy tackles. Wow, that's that's an awesome story, man. And so you're the number one corner in the country. Back then, you were a five star yes, prospect. So, as an outside perspective, we really don't understand what you guys go through as five star prospects. You're getting all these letters in the mail. You're getting endless calls throughout the day and throughout yeah. the night. Just what is that entire experience like? And I know it gets tiring. But just shed a yeah. little light on exactly what happens when you're a five-star prospect. Yeah, when you're a five-star prospect, you know, it comes with, I wouldn't say stress because someone like me, I, when things like that come around, I just embrace it. Because uh, a lot of people I hear uh, wish there could be a five-star player, you know what I'm saying? So I embraced it, cherished it, and I was thankful for it. But, you know, it comes with a lot, of, uh, a lot you know, just uh, – Coaches having different players hit you up. Um, hey, you should come to this school, this and that. You don't know what's real or not. And it's not like you just you can just go up and, and travel the whole world and take those colleges, take those college trips to every place and see if it was true or not. You know what I'm saying? But you know, getting mail uh, every day, having coaches come out of school every day to talk to you, um, and then just just not knowing where you want to be at, where could you see yourself at? You know, and there's a lot of great colleges in this in this world that you would like to play for, but and they just have to make that. You want to just make sure you make that correct decision. Um, and then also being a five-star prospect, you know, you you looked at as a higher standard. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? So you can't really have any mess up. You feel me? So, I mean, it comes with a lot. But you just got to be able to handle that and make the best situation be the best outcome for you. Absolutely. And I'm sure you've been asked this a million times. So what made you choose Florida State in the end? DDU, man. Come on, now. <laughs> that's what I wanted to hear. That's that's a perfect segue into my next question. So you step on you step on campus in Tallahassee and you're following the shoes of guys like Deion Sanders and Jalen Ramsey and Charlie Ward. So what was just that feeling like when you stepped foot on campus for the first time in Tallahassee? Yeah, so when I first when I first stepped on Tallahassee's campus, um, you know, I, I I met with Jimbo and those guys who were recruiting me. Um, you know, they, they just soon I walked in there it was just a it was just a different feeling, you know, and they just they had like um they was comparing me to other players that played here, they showed little highlights and flashes that I had high school that they made in college. Obviously it's high school versus college, but you know, I thought it was still kinda of cool because I was making those same plays as those guys. Um and the crazy thing about it actually when I came to Fort State I actually came to Florida State to play nickel. 
because I wanted to play that star position that they that they had in that defense in that three three five. Um, that they had Jalen Ramsey play there. They had a, a lot of a lot of great DBs that played there, like Demarcus Joyner as well and Greg Reed. So I wanted to play that star position. That's the same uh, defense uh, Nick Saban was at Alabama. You know, with their, with their nickel, have a blitzing coverage and you know, everything like that. Basically, the same thing uh, Mika Fitzpatrick did at Bama. And I, I was want, watching I want, you versus, versus Florida. That's when you had the big game. You was playing there, right? Yeah, I was playing um, Florida. I was playing everywhere, like nickel yep. and corner, just moving around. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I was, I, I, that's what I wanted to do. But, you know, uh, Coach Kelly and Jim ended up just loving me at, at outside our corner, you know. So that's why I just stuck with you feel me. But, you know, I love playing everywhere on the field. I just I like to say I'm, I'm versatile, you feel me. I like to blitz, come up and tackle and everything. That's why I'm so excited for this season to come up. You know, I had a bad bad season last year, but, you know, oh well. I just I came down on the path. All, all I can do is move forward, come out here and ball, and show them I'm the best DB in the country. And that's all you can do. And that's another perfect segue into my next question. So there's sports coming out of the spring that you have been moved to safety, correct? Yep. So just tell me about that transition and just how the inner workings was with the spring and just did you enjoy being there at safety and how was it different from you as opposed to being at corner? Okay, so how it all came about was, so I had uh, got diagnosed with a stress fracture on my L5 um, last summer camp. Um, so it just kind of messed me up a little bit because, you know, we play press. All we do is play press man at Florida mm-hmm. State. Um, so when I used to get low on my stance, it just felt weird. I felt uh, stiff at line of scrimmage, and I was letting the coaches know, but we were thinking it was something muscular. But um, as, as three games or four games went on, we had got the MRI and the results came back. So what we started doing was I was practicing at like nickel and safety because I was I think because I can do like off man things way better than I could do in press because in press you know I'm sitting there for a couple of seconds for the ball to snap. Off the ball, I can be already move, movable, you know what I'm saying? So um, we was already going through that, and the coaches, I guess the coaches just loved the way I was flashing through the ball and stuff like that. So, but I end up, but as you can see in the film, you can see some plays that I was at safety, so that, but you know, the injury kept getting worse. So, you know, everybody thought it was best for me just to, you know, just to sit down. And I came back from my, just quick to come back. So, but you know, in spring, when I was playing at safety, man, it was fun, man. Like, I tell you what, we had, Spring practice had like three, three and a half weeks. You know, three and a half weeks, I had a t- total of 11 interceptions. Wow. That, yeah, that, I was making so many plays on the ball. That's yeah, 11 interceptions. Um, a couple forced fumbles, ties, breakups. I mean, I was just lying around because they wasn't just having me at safety. They had me at um, like high safety, low safety, and I was playing nickel, um, a little bit of outside linebacker and a down package and stuff like that, a little bit of corner. So I mean, I was just playing everywhere on the field, really just just making just better in my defense. You know what I'm saying? Just making us better as a unit. Um, you know, because right now we're kind of low, but you know we'll have a lot of more DBs coming in real soon. So you know, it's a change just for the better of the defense. Before we expand deeper into the interview, here's a quick word from Blue Wire's newest sponsor. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. 
making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. And right now, Blue Wire Podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. That's B-L-U-E. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No matter ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers, you'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code BLUE. That's B-L-U-E. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. It seems like you're finally back healthy, and now you're back enjoying the game. It seems like you faced a lot of adversity last year from what it sounds like. Yep. Yep, and that leads me to my next point. So what's the hardest thing you've ever had to endure, whether that's off the field or on the field? Just what's some adversity that you've had to go through throughout your career? Um, I would say the most thing, yeah, you know, I came off a great sophomore season, and then, you know, last year was funky. Uh, and now everybody's saying, oh, he can't do this, he can't do that. You understand? But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just going to go out here and play football. That's really the most adversity, you know, I'll say that's broadcast it. Um, then, you know, when they say uh, he can't take big receivers when we check, like, all the stats, I only gave up one touchdown in my whole career versus a big receiver, and that was Virginia Tech, um, the first game in the red zone. Other than that, no big receiver has really done anything to me. And I can bet you that, even put to my film as well, no receiver ever had over 50 yards on me as well. I love the confidence. <laughs> I love it. So, but, you know, I mean, yeah, so I mean, I really don't, I know, I mean, people talk, but shoot, end day, man, people know what's real. Yeah. The cream always rises to the top. Absolutely. Absolutely, and I'm of, I'm of the belief that as a or as a DB in general, you have to have confidence. If you you have to feel like you're the best player on the field, and guys yep. like Derwin James and Jalen Ramsey, they have that type of ability when they're out on the field. They just feel like they're the best guy, and you have to have that. And I can clearly yep. see that that you have that type of confidence. So I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, you gotta have that swag, man. You know, just you gotta have that swag. If you in you was not in you, you see, I mean, you can't fake you can't fake it. You yeah, gotta, you gotta absolutely. go out there and just do you. You feel me? So, I mean, I'm just blessed though to be in this position though as well. Like, like you said, I, I still got that swag and confidence. As, as, as you can see on film as well too. Even though I gave up those touchdowns um, on a field goal block, you can see me. I'm the first one to jog off, jog off that right. field and everything. You know, so I ain't never, have, I ain't never put my head down. You know, I'm just, I'm just happy to be back here at Florida State to represent DBU, and just, just happy to come back and you know, just play my game. And just happy to come back, you know, just to try to win these games and win a good bowl game or even be in a national championship, man. Just just putting the team on my back and everybody else putting the team on their back and holding everybody accountable and being that leader on the team that everybody has to be. So I'm excited for the season, man, like for real. That is really all. I can tell you're itching to get back out there. But something I did want to ask you, I hear that you're a big Tyron Matthew Honey Badger fan. So is that somebody you like yeah. to pattern your game after? Yes. Yeah, so – I fell in love with Tom Matthew, man, when I first seen him in that 14, man, versus Texas and uh, he took over the game at that nickel position. Mm-hmm. So ever since that game, I was like, dang, he my size, I'm a little bit bigger than him. But dang, like, I seen him making all these plays, so I started looking, like, Googling him and stuff like that and just following him. So ever since then, you know, I just fell in love with his game. Uh, 
and I was blessed to go to the opening as a younger guy. So I met him there that year, um, 2015, and I had a conversation with him. And ever since then, me and him have been like real close friends. You know, I always talked to him like about different things in certain situations, and he always reached out, reached right back to me. You know, so you know. I could just tell, like, he really likes me as a player, likes me even better as a person. You know, I, I'll continue to ask him about different things and stuff like that because, he, come on, he's, he's a great player, you know. Absolutely. But it's to be out there playing like a, a dominant guy, man. It's just crazy. Absolutely. And you talk about a guy that has overcome some adversity himself coming into the draft. Yep. So he's a great he's a great guy to pattern yourself after. But something else I did want to ask you, who would you say is your biggest hero in your life? My biggest hero in my life is my mom. She had me at the age of 15. Um, she's a very strong woman. And, you know, when I go out there this year, you know, I'm just going to rep- represent that, that season for her because I know this game, of, this game of football can change my life and change her life as well. So, you know, this this year is a different type of motivation for me and my, and my younger brothers and my family. So, you know, I'm just ready to get out there. That's really awesome, man. There's nothing like a mother's love. So I'm sure she'll definitely be heavy on your heart when you're out there and you yeah. definitely have a purpose when you're playing out there. But my last question to you before I let you get out of here. So you're a Virginia guy. I'm actually yeah. I live in North Carolina, so I'm not that far away from your hometown. So yeah. you're not, you guys are known for seafood and crabs up there. So what's the best <laughs> seafood spot up there in Virginia? To be honest with you, you can go anywhere in Virginia and get some um, good seafood, man. But it's just one place. I had went back home. This is in Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, I can't remember the place, but you know they got some real good seafood. And <laughs> I'm a, I like I like scallops too. I'm a scallop. I'm a scallop guy now. I'm I like with scallops. You. I love scallops now. <laughs> I, I choose scallops over crabs now. Like that's what I've been like up here in Tallahassee. I've yeah. been you know just going to get scallops and just putting it on the grill. I love scallops for some reason. that's good to hear man I did want to ask you one more thing so my favorite thing at Florida State is the tomahawk chop so does that get you hype when you're just in the middle of it you're hearing fans just chomping their hands back and forth what is that feeling like when you're in the middle of that yeah man that that feeling is very awesome just seeing the crowd you know just doing that chomp that that chop and stuff like that and you know just seeing that horse on that field and that spear hit the ground (laughs) Ooh, boy, get fired up. Oh yeah, yes, sir. I just want to thank you once again, and you know, I just want to wish you the best of luck. You know, you're a friend that I've developed throughout this process, and I'm definitely cheering for you. And I know you're going to get that invite to the Senior Bowl, and I know you're going to tear it up and rebound this year because you're finally healthy. You seem like you're focused and you're playing with a purpose. So, you know, I'm definitely going to be cheering for you. You know, if you need me, I'm a call or a text away. But I just want to thank you for coming on the Draft Board Podcast, Levante. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Really fantastic stuff right there from Levante Taylor, a player that I find one of the better players throughout the country, and I think he's going to have a big breakout year this year after having a not-so-great year last year. And it wasn't a secret that he wasn't healthy, and that's something that he expounded on throughout the interview, but you can tell his passion that he exuberates in everything that he stands for, and I loved how much light that he shed on his entire process, even from his days as a youth football player all the way to his days at Ocean Lake High School and his time as a Seminole at Florida State. So expect big things from him this year. And he is a player that we definitely are going to try to get back on the podcast, but I'm expecting big things from him this year. And there's going to be other players that come on throughout the show as well. Before the season, I want to get them on here because I don't like to bother players a lot during the season because they're focusing on everything that they have going on, classes, and of course their performance on the field. So 
I want to be sure to get as many guys as I can. And this is just a series to get as much behind the scenes access as we can get because it's just different from reading what you can read on the internet or watching videos on YouTube. But you learn so many little things about these guys, what makes them tick, what they like, what they dislike, and some of the experience that they have experienced throughout their playing career their upbringings and this is also some things that I love to include in the draft guide as well these are some of the details that I like to talk about because I'm big on details I want to teach as much as I can in the draft guide because everyone is not going to know every single thing about these players and I don't know every single thing about these players either so I want to know as much as I can about these guys because we're not executives we're not teams we don't get this behind the scenes access like they do to these guys so Levante is a great example of just some of the things that I did learn about him. A lot of people didn't know that he wasn't healthy last year. He only played in eight games, I believe it was, before he had the L5 fracture in his back. So he had a bit of some discomfort throughout the season, and it negatively affected his play after being highly regarded as one of the best juniors coming into last season, and his play suffered as a result of that. But I'm expecting big things from him this year, as well as a lot of teams throughout the league. So these are some of the relationships that I try to develop because it helps better my process. And also, I'm getting to learn about some of the prospects in the upcoming draft as well. And Levante is a great example of that. But once again, I want to thank you guys for listening to the Draft Board Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Reed. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL. That's at NFL. Make sure to subscribe. Give the podcast a five-star review. And there's going to be plenty more coming next week so be sure to stay tuned to that also check out cover1.net also climbingthepocket.com once again thank you guys for listening